Apple just had its most successful quarter in history. We're going to discuss what contributed to it and where there's also some room to grow. Stick around. Hey everyone, welcome back to Today in Tech. I'm Juliette Beauchamp and I am joined as always with Macworld senior writer Michael Simon as well as Computer World executive editor Ken Mingus. So during the COVID pandemic, which has now been, I mean, really just reached its, we're right around its anniversary here in the um, United States. It has been a huge challenge for companies of all sizes, of all types, of all industries, but Apple notably may be the exception. Like we just mentioned, it had a record-breaking quarter, the first technical quarter of 2021, but that was from October to December of 2020. Please correct me if I'm wrong there, but it had a revenue of 111.4 billion. A lot of this came from iPhones. So Mike, would you mind starting us off? What was, what sort of is the iPhone story here? I mean, it's really the Apple story, but um, yeah, so the iPhone made uh, 66 billion. Apple doesn't break out uh, unit sales anymore. So we don't know what that translates into as far as like actual devices. My guess is that somewhere in the neighborhood of 90 million units, maybe <laughs> something like that based on the average selling price and, you know, other quarters and, and, you know, kind of extrapolating. It's just, it's bonkers. And, you know, so you talk about how companies are struggling uh, during COVID. And it's a lot of it is that everything that's not a tech company is struggling. And the reason why is because tech companies were able to pivot so quickly to virtual, to, you know, online. Like, you know, obviously Amazon is a prime example, no pun intended, because they were set. They were set for this type of thing to happen. Now, I'm not saying that these companies plan for a stay at home order in states and quarantining and all that other stuff, but they were prepared for the inevitable shift to online first. And that's what we got. You know, people couldn't go to stores. They didn't want to go to stores. They didn't want to go to movies. They, so they're streaming, they're buying more devices. They're working from home. They're, they're schooling from home. All of these things that Apple is tailor made to fill that need. So everything went up, iPhones, iPads, wearables, services, and Max, Max, Max. or double-digit growth, the Mac actually went down from last quarter. They they sold nine billion in Max in the in the in the in their court in their fourth quarter, twenty twenty, and only uh, what's the number? Hold on, I think it's eight point yeah eight point four billion in no that's iPad eight point seven in uh, twenty twenty one. So it actually went down a little bit. It, it, it contracted a bit, but. I mean, it's just, it's, it, these are, these are blow away numbers. <laughs> Their year over year growth was 20%. Apple, a two and a half trillion dollar company grew 20% is just bonkers. You know, it, it's interesting you talk about this because, you know, Apple really is hitting on a lot of cylinders here and it, it's not just the hardware, uh, you know, they, yeah, I think there was all. like 50, 15 plus billion in services. Yeah. And when you talk about the pandemic and uh, the work from home, you know, in a lot of ways that prompted companies to do upgrades because, you know, a lot of companies on a three-year replacement cycle and they were sending people home with older computers that, mm -hmm. you know, suddenly were not working right or didn't have the needs that people, you know, uh, didn't have what people needed at home. And Apple's really well positioned with, you know, the various 
you know, the, the phones, of course, and the tablets and laptops and, you know, well-equipped iMacs to help people set up a, a, an office at home. And in terms of IT support, once you've got somebody set up on a Mac, you don't usually get as much return traffic from people saying this isn't working, this broke, this crashed. Uh, I think even IBM has said that it has saved so much money by moving a lot of its employees to Macs and Apple hardware because they have fewer support calls and you know they can have a smaller support desk. So I think it's a lot of things like that. I mean, and also some really compelling products. I mean, the iPhone right. 12 and 12 Pro, or you know, this was of course the arrival of 5G, which may have prompted people who didn't necessarily have to get the latest phone, but maybe they are a year or two out. Okay, they're ready to upgrade. You know, I mean, I think we looked earlier, Mike. You said that the number for iPhones was like sixty-six billion. Yeah. So sixty, you know, that's well over half of the whole thing was just iPhones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, been that way for for some time. I mean, the iPhone is business, but you know, it's not like the iPhone leads the way, but it's hardly their whole business. I mean, you can break out wearables. So thirteen billion in in wearables, which is Apple Watch, HomePod, AirPods. That is a Fortune 150 company by itself. So the, the, the question is, are people buying these things because they're the best? Are they buying these things because they have other products? Or are they buying these things because you know Apple's pushing them? And it's like a perfect storm of all three things. Maybe another company, let's say, let's say a, a, a boutique company comes along and makes a, a really good uh, smartwatch. That's that's as good as Apple Watch. Same price, same um, um, feature set, and all that other stuff. And it does the things that you know it has the app support. And it's not going to happen. But let's let's in, in a fictional world, all of this um, comes through. It, it can play Spotify, all the things that you want it to do. It's not going to succeed like that because it doesn't have the Apple cachet. And it's crazy to think that a two and a half billion dollar company, you still feel like you're part of an exclusive club when you use it. But that's Apple has built this this brand that, you know, it has a trust and it, and, and, and it has a cachet and it, and it still somehow has a cool factor, despite being the richest company in the world and just making, I mean, $111 billion isn't just their best quarter. It's like the best quarter ever for, a, for an American company in the history of, of, of like earnings other than like maybe like an oil company. I mean, it's just bonkers what they were able to do and they're still able to do. I mean, there's still room, uh, quite a bit of it, to grow around the world, both in the products that they have in market share and the, they don't have AR, they don't have VR, they don't have, you know, Yet. Have Yet. Any, any foot in the, in, in the, in the driving sphere. I mean, there are, they, they don't make a touchscreen Mac. There's so many products that are on the horizon that they, they haven't even... Uh, touched yet. So to say that Apple is somewhat nascent in this new technology world, I mean, they are. They're leading every conversation that they partake in. But there's a lot that they don't. And let's face it, they're not even charging for Apple TV Plus yet. That's not even included in this. It's free. For I mean, yes, maybe there's a couple people paying. It's technically $5 a month, but it comes free with any Apple product. You buy anything. My guess is that 99.9% .9 of Apple TV Plus watchers are getting it for free. And it's something of a punchline when you talk about Netflix and you talk about um, Disney Plus and you know the, the libraries and the shows that they have, but you know, Apple TV Plus is really good. If I wasn't getting it for free, I'd absolutely pay for it for one or two or several of the shows I watch, Servant, Morning Show, Ted Lasso. 
um, uh, the, for all uh, mankind, Mythos, baby. Mythos I got to put a plug in for all mankind. Yeah, yeah, I love no, the show. There are really good shows. And I think that we're probably uh, a couple of releases away for there being like a, like a stranger things type show that, that is must see TV. They're, they're yeah. just killing it on all, all cylinders. You know, it's interesting too. And this, this sort of surprised me because Apple doesn't really address this much, but in the, in the earnings call, uh, this week, uh, Apple officials, Tim Cook, they talked about Apple and the enterprise, you know, and of course, Apple's, you know, the, the, the black eye that's always been given to Apple is that, oh, it's not an enterprise company. They don't play in the, the workplace. And, and Tim Cook acknowledged that they've been really making a serious push uh, into the enterprise, you know, making it easier for companies to roll out self-service hardware. So it arrives at the doorstep and it's already provisioned the way you need it. Uh, Johnny Evans, who, who writes about Apple for us at Computer World, had something earlier this week. I think it was based on some information from Jamf, which is all about, you know, is involved in managing hardware. And I think their numbers showed that, you know, and again, it's a subset of a subset, but their numbers showed that like 23% of, of uh, computers in the companies they were dealing with were, were Apple computers, which is, you know, everybody sort of assumes, oh, it's like stuck at like 10%, 12%, something like that of the enterprise computing uh, hardware that's rolled out, but it, it does seem like Apple's not not making a big deal of it. But you know the tie-ups that it's done with different companies, and clearly now that we're in this new normal, where even after the pandemic, I don't think we go back to you know the workplace as we knew it. Mm -hmm. So people are going to have to be prepared to handle their own hardware and support. And I think Apple's really well positioned if it can you know put itself in in front of some some IT decision makers as a real player here. To, you know, as you say, Mike, a lot of room to grow. Yeah. And, you know, the M1 obviously is we just kind of scratched the surface there, but they're going to push those to all of their Macs uh, this year and, and early 2022. That transition will be over. And, you know, it's su still something of a misnomer that Apple is a is an out of reach luxury company, but it, it's really not. You know, the 999 Air that is comparable to any um you know, any Windows machine you can get. I mean, and I think that we're maybe a year, maybe a little longer away from getting like a, a MacBook SE or something like that. That's like 700 bucks. And then, you know, say goodnight because now we're talking about competing with, you know, all but the super cheap Windows PCs and Chromebooks. They've never really had a, a PC. You, you can say the, the Mac mini, but that, you know, it's a tower and it's not, what people necessarily are looking for and is somewhat underparalleled. So if they can have an M1 or an M2, whatever's out of the, the next time uh, uh, laptop, like 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 the iBook of old, that was 1300 bucks. If they can make that 700, 699, oh my God, forget it. I mean, that, talk about room to grow. The Mac will double overnight, the market share. I, you know, I've got a question for you, Mike, in terms of software. And for me. I, again, <laughs> for you, yes, a question for you. Uh, but I mean, I'm thinking about, again, you know, the new work from home, normal, remote work, work from anywhere. Um, you know, the one the one piece of the puzzle that I still think Apple doesn't have, and I'm just asking you, do you think this is even an option for it, uh, is is uh, something around FaceTime and making it much more universally acceptable, yeah. you know, across platform, a la Zoom. Do you think Apple would ever go in that direction or is that, I, go ahead. I, we were, they were supposed to. When yeah. Steve Jobs announced FaceTime, he said it was an open standard and that they were bringing it to the, the industry as a, as a whole. And we'd all be able to make FaceTime calls everywhere we were. And we don't know why that never happened. 
we don't know if it was a licensing thing, if it was a codec thing or, or, or a standards thing. I, I don't know. Cause it, they never said it again. And we never heard of, we never heard about it again until someone brings it up on a, on a show like this. Oh, by the way, 10 years ago, we were supposed to get that. Um, I, I don't know if they need to, I mean, they said that more FaceTime calls were made in this last quarter than ever before. So yeah. you know, if, if everybody has an Apple product, <laughs> we, don't, we don't need them. And you anymore. don't have to, but everybody <laughs> does. I mean, I, I did see that, you know, I'm, I'm the, being the, glib. That the, that the numbers here did put Apple as like the number one, right. you know, smartphone manufacturer, but for everybody that, else for is the all, quarter. It's yeah, just for the quarter for, and, you know. and and everybody else is, is Android. So, I mean, yeah. Android clearly dominates of worldwide. Course. We're talking about, uh, you know, even if it's 15%, 85% of the world is on Android devices. So, so something like that. And I just wonder, again, a lot of it will depend on how, how the pandemic unfolds this year, hopefully winds down, uh, where people wind up working. But there, I, I really sense, a, 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 and this is going beyond Apple a little bit, but this cultural shift as to what work is, where it is, how you yeah. do it. And I, I think video is the thing that right now, as we've seen in the last year, ties everything and everyone together. So I just would love to see that go cross-platform. I guess that's yeah, what I'm saying. I, I, Give I, me some hope. No, I do agree. And, and all right, here, here's the hope. In the last, say, 8 to 12 months, Apple has embraced the web more than it ever has. We have Apple Music on the web. We have Apple TV Plus on the web. Um, so they are looking at these things, signing with Apple, Apple Pay. These types of things that they're using to branch out the brand in, in, in various ways on other platforms. It was just rumored um, the other day that they're bringing sign in with Apple to Windows through or uh, through the iCloud app or something. I forget the article that I read, but, you know, they're definitely, you know, they'd be crazy not to explore these things. If we look at the history of Apple, Windows is a very important part of it. The iPod didn't take off until it got Windows support. Um, the Mac, you, you can argue that without Internet Explorer. We wouldn't be here today talking about Apple as a company like this. It saved yeah. Apple. So I, I think Apple is very in tuned to its place in the industry and how important Windows users are to it. I don't know, you know, I'm not a development guy. The logistics of bringing FaceTime to the to the web like that, I, I have no idea. Obviously, it would have to be encrypted and private and, and easy to use and all that other stuff. But I, I will say this. I was using, um, I used yesterday sign-in with Apple for, um, I think it was Etsy. It was one of those sites that I, I don't ever use. You know, sign up at Apple is one of those things that you don't see very often. And when it does pop up, it's it's remarkable. I how, love sign in with Apple yeah. for the record. Love how, it. how it's, I mean, it's super private in the sense that you can, you know, there's a checkbox to say, I don't want to, I don't want to share my email with anyone. And they, they don't even share it with the company you're buying from. They, they send a forwarding address. There, I mean, it's it's super easy to log in. Your information's there. Apple Pay, you use your your fingerprint, send it through. So I think that the 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 web is kind of that thing that Apple is still exploring, and if they're gonna if they're gonna do it, they're gonna do it in a way that is, you know, for lack of a better word, um, iPhone like where it's super easy. It's not like Zoom where you have to go into your settings and get a thing, get a share link, and like like it'll be super super easy. And you know, still kind of baked into all of their products where 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 needed, but we haven't heard a rumor about it. But I I certainly wouldn't wouldn't discount it. 
Great. Okay. That that's cause for hope, even if not in the in the next quarter, a current quarter, maybe by you know, by the time we get to WWDC this summer. I'm willing to wait. You know, I just would like to see that. I just think I just think there's a gap there for Apple. But what do I know? I, I know I, I, I agree. I mean, Zoom is it's it's fine. I mean, I just think that yeah, I think app FaceTime is better when I use it, particularly like like my son, for example. I got him an iPad for Christmas. I I plug that like every show. <laughs> but he, you he just want us to now. think you're a really great dad, and we know <laughs> yeah, you are. Exactly. But <laughs> but he uses FaceTime to call his friends and and family all the time. Like boom, boom, done. And he mm -hmm. he, he loves it, and it's easy. It's quick. It's video. You know, it, it, it he like that's the way he calls. And there's a whole generation of him that that's yeah. how they communicate. He does, he doesn't know from Zoom. He wants FaceTime. So I think that I think Apple at some point, unless they indoctrinate the entire younger generation to have all like everyone will have Macs. I think yeah, I think they do have to look at that and address that in a in in some way. Also, uh, I hate the way FaceTime does multi-window stuff with those bubbles that float around. They need to fix that too. Yeah, not a big <laughs> I fan agree. of that. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Okay, good. I just they, to they, check they can spend we're... some of their 111 billion dollars. Well, that's exactly right. What, what you know? Let me ask you one more time. Well, one one last thing. Do we think the current quarter is going to be bigger or smaller than the the previous quarter, the one that just passed? It's got to be smaller. It can't possibly be. You mean you think you're going to make more than 111 million dollars? No way. It's yeah, impossible. No. Okay, it's so your interest that was the that was Christmas and and Apple did say Apple did say it expects Max, it expects less. Yeah. yeah, I mean yeah. it has to. It's gonna it's gonna fall uh, precipitously from that. But that's not what that's not what you measure, or that's not what investors or Wall Street or Apple measures it by. It's the prior years quarter right year over year now that one was but that's going to be tough to compare because that was in the midst of you know exactly. I, I think those, those sort of yearly annual companion comparisons for the next six months or maybe this whole year are going to be really tough because you're comparing where we are now wherever that is yeah. with you know the depths of the pandemic so i'm not yet, sure those are going to hold i mean yet they grew 20 percent um and that quarter was china wasn't wasn't a pandemic then last year, uh, the US had just started to see cases in Seattle and we were starting to kind of be attuned to that, that it was coming. We weren't ready for it in the sense that anyone really knew what the extent was, but you know, it was all there. I mean, you know, fair or not fair, that's that's the way they, they measure these things. And I don't think that their second quarter last year was particularly awful. Like I think they navigated it as well as they could. Listen, it's it's always the, the first quarter, or the second quarter for Apple is always a low, so to speak, quarter because you know you have the holiday malaise and there's no new products generally, and people are you know paying bills, not buying new stuff. But they'll still do you know they'll, listen, they they can make zero next quarter and they're fine. <laughs> they can, I think I, I mean, think I they'll make more than to that. Worry. I predict they'll make more than that. They, uh, you know, they 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 announced um, Dan Dan Riccio has a new project at Apple. Maybe his product is just to count the money that comes in. <laughs> I, I think that's the car, don't you? Don't you think it's the car? We could talk about that in, at a different uh, we'll time. Say, I, let's I, say I don't I don't think it's field. the it's the car. Okay. But we, we can right. talk about that. Uh, that's a okay. whole other conversation. All right, next think, conversation. Yeah, I think that'll be a worthwhile conversation. And I think for Apple's Q2, I might be a part of it. I think it's going to be time for me to upgrade to the new iPhone. So. Uh, you know, something to Excited. look forward to for me personally. Yeah. 
Well, thank you both so much for calling in and chatting. Uh, we'll have some links below to stories on Computer World and Macworld, just digesting and analyzing a bit more about what Apple's Q1 means and just a little bit more info. So those will be linked below. If you have any questions, comments about Apple's Q1 performance, let us know in the comments below. Um, if you were one of the people who contributed to its record-breaking quarter, how are you liking your products? How are you liking your service? Let me know in the comments below. And thanks so much for watching. If you liked this video, be sure to give it a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. Hit the bell icon in the corner so you're notified every single time we post a new video. And just a heads up, next week we will be going live for the first time. I'll be in a little bit of a new location, so that's exciting. That's something to look forward to. Thanks again for watching, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated.